You know, when you're working on a skill and you think, you know what, I think I'm getting pretty good at this. And then something hits you deep in the metaphorical guts and makes you realize, nope, I still have a long way to go. Well, that happened to me, and I'm sharing my story this week on the Stand Out Get Noticed podcast. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 286 of Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors, communication skills trainer, speaker, and MC. If you're a relatively new listener, firstly, welcome. And if you want to learn more about the work that I do, as well as access other free resources, such as my Small Talk Made Simple class that's had over 5,000 people go through it, make sure you visit thecmethod.com. And I'll link it up in the description of this episode as well. Now, this is a very personal episode for me. I'll be exploring what it takes to have the courage to express yourself in a way that is true to you. And when I say express yourself, it could be through how you communicate verbally, how you write, how you creatively express yourself through, let's say, dance, through art, through singing, or whatever it is. It's really about how do you show up in a way that is true to you. And I'll be sharing a story of an experience that I had. Well, it's more of an adventure that I've personally been on over the last 18 months or so. And it's had a profound impact on me, on my life and my confidence, how I see myself and how I show up in the world. And my goal for this episode is for you to feel inspired to try something new, to express yourself or to show up in a way that you've maybe been too nervous to try. All right, so let's do it. Now, as you may know, I'm all about professional and personal development, and I'm always exploring my own thoughts and emotions to see what has served me and what is not, and what thoughts I need to let go of in order to be happier, more calm, a better mum, a better wife, friend, communicator, business owner, and so on. And something that I've been working on very consciously and deliberately is my communication skills. So I would see this as how I craft a message, how I show up, how I express myself. And I thought I was doing pretty well at this. You know, I've built up a lot of self-confidence over the last seven, eight, nine years that I've been working on this. I can speak to a large audience. I can present to all different types of people. I can happily record a podcast. But a recent experience made me realize that there are still parts of myself that do lack confidence. There are parts of myself that still care a lot about what others think and parts of myself that still hold me back from showing up in the world as my best self. And it all started with my hair. I want to take you back to March 2020. The pandemic was alive and well in Melbourne and we were under strict lockdowns. And I remember at one point I was meditating. I was also pregnant at the time. And I was meditating and being grateful, like meditating on having a healthy, happy baby. And I, because we were in such a difficult time, I was meditating on all of the things that I was grateful for in my life. And I was thinking about, you know, I've got, I've been able to travel. I get to do work that I love. I'm in a wonderful relationship. I've got great, great friends. I live in a safe country, all this stuff. And I remember thinking to myself, if we all perish tomorrow, if the world just implodes and we all get a horrible bout of COVID and we all die, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to die with any regrets. 
except one. I would have regretted that I had never had the courage to dye my hair a radical colour. This had been on my bucket list or whenever I'd written a list of goals, like goals for 2019, it was it's there, dye my hair a radical colour and I'd never had it done. And my conscious mind was always, the excuses I made up were, it's too expensive, I don't like the maintenance, I don't have to go back every time, um, you know, every four weeks to get it redone. And that was the, the story that I was playing out in my head. But something that I didn't realise were the actual underlying fears and the underlying stories that also played a role. And what was really going on was that I had a fear of how I would be perceived. I was worried that I would be seen as unprofessional, that people wouldn't take me seriously. We, you know, we do a lot of work with government clients, with my, my other business, Podcast Services Australia, and I thought to myself, well, they're fairly conservative. They, are they not going to want to work with us if I have a crazy hair colour? But all of these thoughts, honestly, were not conscious thoughts. And it wasn't until I actually had my hair dyed. So I decided as soon as lockdown was finished, I thought I'm going to go out and get it done. No more, no more. I'm going to die with zero regrets. I'm getting this done. And I asked for recommendations for someone who could dye radical colors on um, like dark Asian hair because that's the type of hair that I have. And I found um, Julia at a hairdresser a salon called Respect Your Hair nearby. And I went there and I went in one visit, five hours later, I went in with really dark brown hair, came out with bright blue teal hair. And I'm talking bright cartoon character, anime style, like Dragon Ball Z blue hair. And I loved it. It, I just thought it looked so good and I, it just, it made me feel so creative and so fun. And I immediately started going out and wanting to buy colorful clothes and, and I absolutely loved it. And I continued to do my, do my thing, do business, whatever. Didn't really think it made much of a difference. And then one night I was over visiting Zay, my sibling, who some of you may have heard on this podcast before. And I was talking about, you know, talking about hair and, and colors and, they said, oh, I heard this great song, Chris. I think you would really like it. It's called Coloured Hair. And so Zay starts to play me this song. And the lyrics, I do want to read you some of the lyrics. So he goes, having coloured hair doesn't make you unprofessional. Um, I can teach a class when my hair is peach. I can read contracts when my hair is ruby. Um, actually, I'll sing it because it's quite, it's quite catchy. There's a bit that goes... Um, I can be a CEO when my hair's two-toned. I can do both. Of course, hello. I can be creative and still handle business. Because having coloured hair doesn't make you unprofessional. Having coloured hair doesn't make you unprofessional. Anyway, it's this whole song that goes on about, you know, what we can still do with coloured hair. And as I'm listening to this song, I start to cry and cry and cry. Not sad tears, but I was just, I was so moved. And Zay's staring at me. And at the end of the song, I'm there like bawling. And Zay goes, Chris, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. And Zay goes, that song really seemed to impact you. Do you want to talk about it? And I've always, I've, something that I've learned over my years is whenever a song or a movie or something moves you to tears, it's because it's speaking to something within you deep down 
in your subconscious, something it's, it's really making an impact there. Like for example, before I had Brea, um, my daughter, I, I rarely cried in movies, rarely. Since having her, anytime there's a film or a TV show where a child gets taken away from its mother or someone loses a child, or even on the news, you know, three-year-old goes missing, I'm bawling because it just it impacts me so much because I now feel that deep, unconditional love for a child, which I didn't before. So I'm listening to this song about the hair and I'm crying and I had a good chat with Zay afterwards and I realised that, and this song basically summed up so beautifully all of the fears that I'd had about my hair and showing up in a way that I thought was true to me, yet I'd still been so afraid of how I'd been perceived. And I still, I remember I was booked for an MC gig for this fairly like conservative-ish client. And when the events team called me up and said, hey, we'd love to book you in for this gig, I actually said, um, so I have blue hair. Is that going to be a problem for the client? And the events person was like, she kind of looked confused and she's like, no, that's fine. I was like, oh, okay. But even, you know, even things like that, I was worried that I would somehow be rejected or not taken seriously or not be booked, essentially failing at my business um, for having coloured hair. And since then, oh, and I remember when I rocked up at that gig with my blue hair and a bright pink blazer on, the the client um, of the organisation, the, the the CEO, she comes up to me, she goes, Christina, you look fabulous. So excited to have you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it was totally fine. What was I even worried about? And since then, they've booked me twice more to MC that same event. So my fears and the stories that I've been playing out in my mind have been completely unfounded. And I think it's important that I share this because I know I'm not the only one. I was speaking to um, a new person that I met at some drinks where there was a bunch of us uh, female business owners getting together. And this uh, lady said to me, Christina, I love your hair. I've always wanted to dye my hair radical colour, but I'm a consultant for, you know, government agencies and I, I surely wouldn't be taken seriously if I, if I showed up with, with pink hair. And I said, well, you know what? I had the same fear and turns out it's actually fine. This is especially true if you are a consultant and this is the way I see it. If you're a consultant, you can be kind of fun and cool and funky. It might be a little different. Like if you're listening to this and you're like an employed professional and your company has very strict um, codes around what you're allowed to wear or what you're allowed to do with your hair or with your nails or whatever, obviously that's different. And I know that many companies are now changing their policies and it's people are much more accepting these days. Like I know heaps of people just have tattoos and that's totally acceptable or piercings and that's totally fine. So obviously it's different for every um, organization. But for me as a business owner, when I'm putting myself out there and showing up, I'm essentially, I'm selling myself. And so there's always this underlying fear that someone's going to reject you, you know, and they can reject you on anything they want. And if hair is one of those things, like, oh no, she's definitely not professional enough for us. She's she's too creative, too arty, I don't know, whatever it is, um, we're not going to work with her, then that, of course, then comes back to, to me as that individual. And so going back to the, the topic of self-expression, I had a, a think about why do I have this? I'm 36 years old. 
where does this come from? And, you know, I went to a very, I went to a private girls school um, all the way from primary to secondary school. I had to wear a uniform and at this girls school, they had very strict uniform standards. Skirts had to be knee length. Uh, shoes had to be a certain style. Hair had to be tied back. We always had to wear a blazer over, on the outside of our dress. We couldn't we couldn't tie our jumpers around our waist. Very strict standards, you know. No nail polish, colors, no makeup. Of course, no colorful hair. And I realized from a very young age that I had not had I had not been given that opportunity to express myself through my style, through my hair, through my clothes, through whatever that that physical expression. I never had the opportunity to explore that. And even um, graduating from school, all through uni, all of a sudden we had to wear casual clothes. I hadn't actually learned how to style myself properly. And so for my entire adult life, I had been lacking confidence in this area. Not that you would know, because I didn't dress badly. Like you wouldn't look at me and go, oh, she's a slob. She needs some professional help. But I never really felt fully comfortable. I, you know, I didn't know how to put together an outfit where I felt really great about it. I would always buy the wrong things or I'd, I'd buy clothes that just weren't quite the right color for me or not the right cut. I'd never gone through like some education or training on how to do this for myself. And so that was showing up in how I did business. So one of the key things that I, I learned through this is that we are always learning. And when I relate it back to being able to express myself you know, like I said at the start of this episode, I thought that I was pretty good at it. And yet I discovered that there was, there's still areas that I'm still learning. And you know what? I don't think I'm ever going to stop learning. I'm quite happy to see myself as, you know, like in Shrek, like I'm an, you know, we're an onion. We're like an onion. We have many, many layers. And the more work we do on ourselves, the more challenges we expose ourselves ourselves to, and, and the more we're able to be vulnerable and open to learning about what's going on um, within those layers, we slowly peel them back and back and back until we, and we just continue to learn more about ourselves. And with each layer, we can then show up a little bit more freely, a little bit more authentic, a little bit more true to ourselves. And so with your own journey of learning to be a better communicator or showing up in a way that feels good for you, I want you to not see, not see like an, an end goal, like, well, I just want to be able to do X. I just want to be able to speak to 10 people and then I'm done. No, your journey continues to go. This is this is an adventure on a journey gets overused. Let's call it an adventure. This is an adventure of self-discovery. You're peeling back layers. But in order to do that and in order to grow, you have to get out of your comfort zone and try new things. I was having a conversation with um, my friend Maxine Cunningham from Pick My Brain. You may have heard her on the, the podcast as well. And she's, she's fantastic. And she asked me this great question. She said, what are you actively learning right now? She said, what are you downloading? What, what new things are you downloading into your brain? And then I realized, you know what I'm doing my best to learn about? It's how to style myself properly. And she was like, oh, that's really interesting. Tell me more. And so since this whole adventure with my hair, I've started to explore other parts of my own self-expression, which then led to, you know, how I dress. And last year I worked with a personal shopper or a personal stylist. Her name's Tula. She's based in Melbourne. She was fantastic. She took me for a personal shopping trip 
And it's, again, one of those things that was on my bucket list for ages, but I just never thought it was achievable. I, I have no idea why. I just had all these reasons in my head. I don't know, too, again, too expensive, not going to work, not going to help. But I went and she met with me initially, did an analysis of what I already have in my wardrobe, what style suits me. And then she goes into the city, goes around to all these stores, picks certain, picks a bunch of items, sets them aside. So when I show up, all I do is rock into the store. I go straight to the change rooms and she's there waiting for me with a pile of clothes. Then she puts them, I try on the clothes one by one and she's there going, uh, yes, yes, no. Okay. That's great. Yes. Let's roll up the sleeves. Okay. Now you style this with these pants like that. Yes. 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 No. Yes. No. Yep. I like that one. And then it's just bang, bang, bang. I go, <laughs> I go pay for the clothes. She carries all the bags for me. We go to the next door and repeat. And at the end of the four hours, I've got a bunch of amazing, beautiful pieces, many of which I would have never have tried on before, but I'm feeling really good about myself and not that kind of exhausted, frustrated, frazzled person that I usually feel like at the end of a shopping trip. And i got to say, it was one of the best, the best, the best, not one of the, the best shopping experience I've ever had. And I highly recommend it if you're struggling with your style or not sure what works for you. It's so good having a a professional there. And it's so weird. It was so weird to me that I needed to hire a professional to help me get dressed because it's one of those things where it's like, sure, you just know how to do that. But it's not. Like how I never learned to express myself through style. I never got to explore my personal style growing up as a kid. That stuck with me. I never learned that skill. And I was so grateful to have finally learned this skill. And since then, I've been more interested in reading um, blogs and just going on Pinterest and looking up different styles that I like. And I'm, I've been educating myself on work, what works for me. And slowly but surely, I've been learning to be able to show up and express myself fully through how I dress. But even then, there's been element, there's been times where I've thought, I'm still struggling. Like, for example, I had all these beautiful clothes in my wardrobe and then I found that I wasn't wearing them. (laughs) Like I would still wear what I was comfortable with, you know, kind of more boring, like black jeans and a T-shirt, maybe a colourful top, but that's it. And I remember I would think to myself before going to an event, if it wasn't like a super formal event, I would put on an outfit that was really bright and colourful because those were the clothes that Tula picked for me. And I would think to myself, is this too much? I think it's too much. And then I would tone it down. I would take off the colourful jacket or I'd switch the pants out to something a bit more toned down. Again, out of this fear of how am I going to come across? Am I going to come across like I'm too much? I don't know. What does that even mean? But in my head, it's like too much, too, too loud, too bold. Does anyone else struggle with this? Let me know if you do. You know, maybe it's a, a, a woman thing. You know, we're supposed to be quiet and nice and sit in the corner and not say anything. I mean, even though I'm very used to speaking up, I still had this, these hang-ups, these, these the self-doubts around showing up in a way that was, um, in a way where I was beautifully dressed or maybe, or just very bright. And I remember I went to this one event where I was like, oh, I just ended up wearing a white top and jeans because I just couldn't bring myself to wear these beautiful bright clothes. And there was one woman there, I remember this very clearly, she was wearing a huge 
pink floral puffy skirt, a full face of makeup, a huge pink bow in her hair, beautiful dangly earrings, gold high heels on. And she looked amazing. And you know what my initial thought was? Wow, she looks fantastic. And I'm sure this is just how she is. She just dresses like this all the time. I didn't think she was too loud. I didn't think, oh, she's too bold. And I certainly didn't think, well, she seems a bit overdressed for this event. Not at all. I thought she looked fabulous. And I thought, you know what? If she can show up and be fabulous in gold high heels at a like a co-working space, then surely I can wear my bright clothes. And so it's experiences like that where I realise, oh my God, I'm, I still have these fears. I still have these stories that are holding me back from showing up and expressing myself fully. So this is something I, you know, I am continuing to learn and I am getting slowly, slowly more confident with it and using the experiences that I have as that reassurance. So if I wear something really bright and beautiful and someone goes, oh, you look fantastic, I say, oh, thank you. I had professional help, um, but thank you. And I use that as a as reinforcement to go, oh, okay, yes, it's fine. It's fine. No one's taking me less seriously. No one's judging me. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you've got, maybe there's an area in your life where you are continuing to, to grow and discover things about yourself. And I hope you do, because if we're not growing, we're essentially dying. Um, so I hope that this, this has given you some, you know, some inspiration to get out there and take those steps to continue to express yourself fully in whatever area that is in your life. Now, I will link up that song that I mentioned, the coloured hair song. I'll link that up in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 286. If this episode resonated with you, I would love it if you could share it with a friend or a colleague who you think it would also be impactful for. It's a great way to get this uh, podcast out there and heard by more people. Thank you for spending some time with me today, Rockstar, for hearing my story. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Canters and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.